Welcome back to another episode of the Buckeyes Broadcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about virtual experiences. Obviously, as uh, you know, the world we're living in has changed. We have obviously had to make some changes within education abroad, and especially, you know, how that's going to look uh, in these next few months as we are still <laughs> rolling with the changes that the world is presenting to us. Uh, we, within um, the Office of International uh, Affairs, we're hoping to provide you as students with different opportunities uh, to still be involved with education abroad, even if we are unable to travel uh, to the normal programs that we uh, would normally offer during the summer. So we're going to, I've mentioned it before, but these next few episodes we're going to roll through are going to highlight some of the terrific virtual programming options that we have within education abroad. And to start that off today, I've got a terrific guest uh, within Jessica Calhoun, who is joining us from IAU, the Institute for American Universities. IAU uh, has a virtual suite of programs that we're going to talk about within this episode that are open to a whole number of majors. But first, I want to just introduce Jessica. Jessica, how are you doing? And maybe if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. Thanks so much for having me. It's, um, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to share more about virtual experiences. Um, I think we all know that they are here to stay. So as, as things return to what may be a new normal, virtual programs, virtual experiences are here to stay and they are valuable. So I've joined IAU almost two years ago, but before that, you know, I'm no, I have a lot of experience in international education. I had before coming to IAU, I was at the University of San Diego for 13 years managing study abroad programs there. So it's been wonderful coming and transitioning over to uh, running programs for students abroad rather than sending them. So it's been, um, it's been a real, it's been a real pleasure. So Jessica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role at IAU and kind of what, you know, what you oversee, and then maybe just a little bit about the background of IAU in general before we get into the programs. Sure, sure. My role as Assistant Dean of Admissions and Alumni Affairs is to help manage and develop programs that we offer in France, Spain, and Morocco and our traveling seminars. So that comes with um, working with partners to um, identify needs and making tweaks to our programs to meet, to meet partner needs and student needs. I also help with um, you know, partnership development and you know, custom program oversight. So I do a little bit of everything. That's, def that's what it sounds like. And, and definitely today we're excited to talk about, you know, some of some of the offerings that you're most excited about, especially right now when we have, you know, students who are definitely still interested in, in pouring into and investing into their own education, you know, in different and unique ways. For those who are listening who maybe have not heard of IAU before, uh, maybe just give us a snapshot of what y'all do. Great. Well, um, IAU, the Institute for American Universities, has been working in international education for a very long time. Uh, we were founded in 1957 by academics and former diplomats who, um, who really wanted to provide a platform for Americans who are interested in studying uh, diplomacy um, and, and, and probably developing a career in foreign service. 
And France was strategically identified because dur during that time, French was the language of diplomacy. So IAU was the first American style English language liberal arts education institute founded in Western Europe. So that's a little background of IAU. Um, and, since, and since then we have expanded from France into Spain and Morocco. And today we get to talk about, you know, the, the virtual aspect of that and how, you know, maybe this isn't the way that, you know, some students thought about study abroad, you know, as they were growing up and thinking about, you know, what their educational pathway would look like. But we've got some awesome programs we're going to chat about today. And just to get things started, I just wanted to ask you if you would please just tell us a little bit more about your virtual internship programs at IAU that you are offering this summer. Sure. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, virtual internships are, um, they are really comparable and to what a regular internship and what, what you might already imagine an internship to be. In a virtual internship, of course, what is different is, you know, your location. But what is not different is the level of engagement that students have with the companies. So um, you are you are working, students are working alongside professionals use, using communication platforms like Slack, like Microsoft Teams, you know, in constant chats. A difference will be though, the constant chats may be at um, earlier hours or later hours for the students given the time difference. So they are, I would say the main difference between a virtual internship and an internship in person is that the hours and the projects are a little more asynchronous. Sure. So the, and the work is a little bit more independent. So just like virtual classes, you know, a virtual experience, there is a little bit less oversight in someone looking over your shoulder. However, the expectations of the position remain the same. Um, these, uh, we strategically identify organizations in France who really value and want the input of the student. It's not a community service aspect for them to, to work with these students. They really value what the students bring. They really value this, what the students bring to the internships in terms of their experience, um, their cultural experience, their age, um, students, are aware of the evolving technologies and are really knowledgeable on how certain populations respond and certain populations don't. So they really, really value that type of input and expertise from the students. We have feedback from so many of our organizations that we work with in France, discussing how they have impact, how the students have impacted their operations, their morale. Sure. At the at the office, especially in this stage, because organizations right now are in the same position that U.S. organizations are. You know, we are all working from home, and they are all working from home. They're having the same type of morale struggles that we all are having. So, having an an external set of eyes, an external personality to to um, lift up the organization has been really impactful. 
You kind of touched on two themes that I want to pull out uh, in your answer that I think are really exciting. Uh, and the words being independence and self-reliance is potentially things that, you know, either, you know, students who feel like they are independent and are able to work on their own uh, a little bit, you know, they might thrive in this situation. And on the flip side, you know, if we have students that that are trying to push themselves you know, to um, to hone in those those kind of soft skills as far as being able to run in the direction after you know be given, being given parameters on a project, right? I, I see that as a real opportunity for some of our students, you know, to take advantage of this. Either placed in a position where they're expected to be independent and they already feel like they are, so they're ready to succeed, or pushing themselves with this opportunity to improve on that independence and self-reliance. When we talk about education abroad as a conversation, some of those those soft skills are the main things that our students are looking for outside of just the experience of it. They're looking to pour into themselves. And I love you talking about kind of the ways that students can can get that from from these virtual experiences. So just kind of to, to follow up on that, uh, for students who are interested, what are the requirements for these virtual internships? It's a very good question. For the internships in France, we have a the only potential, and I say a pen, potential because it's not a hard set rule, but the more French that a student does have opens up more possibilities. But we do know that not everybody has a level of French. So we do, we ha are, have identified a variety of organizations that can work with students who don't have any French or a lower level of French. So that would be the only potential requirement. And it's only part of a student's resume. So it's not anything that would get a student turned away, but based on a resume, just like a skill set that a student has is going to then direct our internship coordinator to select some possibilities for them. Well, that perfect transition to my next question, which is, you know, if I'm if I'm a student and I'm applying for a virtual internship and I'm, you know, curious about how I'm going to be placed, maybe you could talk about that process. You kind of just talked about your internship coordinator. Kind of just describe the process of, of how students are placed after they apply. Sure. So uh, as part of the application process, we ask students to submit a uh, transcript and a resume and a letter of interest. These are really useful tools for our internship coordinator to really strategically connect students with opportunities. And the process of placing students into in internships is very personalized. Our internship coordinator takes a lot of time to make sure that she gets to know the students rather than just seeing their paperwork. So what she does is she, re she reviews their letter of interest, she reviews their um, resume, she also um, reviews their transcripts because the types of courses that students have experience in is also I'm going to help her have a better, have a more holistic picture of who the students are, what their interests might be. And after that, she sets up an interview with the students and to have that, you know, tell me more about yourself, what your interests are. And then she might talk through some of the opportunities. And after that, then the students do have an, uh, an interview with the organization because this is a serious position and the organizations are making an investment. So they want to have the interview as well. And then after the interview, 
the uh, student and the organization have, you know, they make a mutual agreement because the student also has a say in if this is a good fit for them as well. So um, after the agreement is made, then the student signs a, um, a document that just over gives the students an overview and reminds them that this is a serious position, you know, consider it like a job, um, but they also are getting academic credit for it. Your, uh, academic credit. That's the process in a nutshell. But I think that the biggest message that I want to convey is that the placement is very personalized. Well, sure. And, and I wanted to pull from that too. I think that a student can take a lot of reassurance, you know, when you hear about a process like this, when it comes to not only, you know, the application, but also a follow-up interview. And then you're working with your coordinator to find out exactly what the best fit is going to be for you. Because just like you said, right, the student has a say in it and all parties involved want the experience to be positive, right? We wouldn't be offering these internships if it weren't to one, help the student and also help the company that the, you know, the student's going to be placed with. So I think that students can take a lot of comfort in just kind of hearing the backside of the process, which is IAU is, is really involved and cares about you being placed in a situation where you are going to be successful, right? Because that's going to benefit, you know, every party that's involved. So I think that was a terrific answer. As we kind of move along here and we we're transitioning into the different types of programs that you all offer, obviously I'm on the website and I have our OIA website up in front of me as well. If you would just talk to us a little bit about the virtual consulting projects and maybe how those differ from the virtual internships. Sure. Um, the consulting projects are, as the name suggests, are project-based. These can be comparable to internships, but one of the main differences is that students are working in teams. So ra rather where students might be placed in an internship, students might be placed individually with an organization. Students are grouped together, you know, the stu IAU students are grouped together based on interest, based on academic background, um, because we do have a variety of consulting projects that we already have predefined, but we are constantly developing new ones with our new relationships. But when students work in, um, in these consulting projects, as you know, just as some overview, um, the students, when they're placed into the consulting projects, what they'll do is they will meet with the organization. If the consulting project is virtually, they will have a virtual Zoom meeting with the organization and you know, relevant staff there. And the purpose of that initial meeting is for students to get to know the company. The company will, will share you know, where they're thriving and then they will get to the part where they'll need help, where they need help. And that's where the students will come in and their, cons their consulting skills will be valuable. Because, because the companies, you know, during the presentation, after they introduce themselves, they will present a problem or, a, you know, an issue or a concern that they are having in their organization. And they present this to the students and the students and the student's goal is to come up with recommendations on how the organization might approach into addressing the, the issue at hand. For example, we have, a, we have a consulting project with a fashion production agency. In this particular consulting project, the students were presented with a new product that the company wanted to launch. 
and they wanted to launch it in the U.S. This is where some intercultural uh, communication skills really are learned on both sides by the organization and by the students uh, because they would, you know, in this particular project, the students were tasked with helping them develop an export strategy to the US. So what does that involve? And in addition to working with the organization, the students are also work with an IAU faculty member who helps them work through all the phases that are required in terms of producing this recommendation. The faculty member that we have works in advance with the companies to develop you know, what their needs are and that faculty member has a really good understanding of what those needs are. So when working with the student, that faculty member provides guidance to the students on um, different aspects they need to consider, different steps, you know, and they, as part of the consulting project, they might allow the students to make a couple mistakes and <laughs> allow the students to recorrect themselves because we all know those are really valuable learning experiences too. At the end of the consulting project, and mind you, the students do have access to the companies throughout, so they can ask the student, they can ask the company or the organization for recommendations or, you know, just follow up questions. And at the end of the experience, the students do a professional presentation of their recommendations to the company. So the company really does get some really valuable insight from the students during that presentation and throughout the process when the students ask them questions and that intercultural learning, intercultural communication really takes place. So those are the main differences between an internship and a consulting project. That internship is going to be more individual and more direct contact with the organization where the consulting project, we're in the consulting project, the students will work in groups to help organizations address issues that they are facing. I have a quick follow-up question because I'm, you know, excited about this for our students as an opportunity. The, the, the students that they are working with in their consulting groups, are these all other, you know, U.S.-based students? Are they from all over? What, how, what does that look like? They are U.S.-based students. So they are going to be from a variety of colleges and universities sure. in the U.S. Great. Well, I mean, the thing I wanted to pull from that, obviously, is, you know, it has never been a more important topic than today, which is being able to work with others, right? It's only going to, you know, as simple as simple as a subject as that is, we're living in such a unique and maybe, you know, some people would use the word divisive world now that this opportunity to just be paired up with, you know, students from all over the U.S. and then also working with professor, faculty member at IAU and the organization that you're working with overseas. I mean, it's just a, it's an exciting opportunity to be able to get involved and work with others and, and op also, I mean, the unique aspect of these consulting projects is you also get to network with these other students, you know, at, at other U.S. institutions, which, you know, can can obviously lead to valuable friendships and relationships down the road because these are folks that you are going to be interacting with potentially down the line, especially when you talk about your example of the fashion company that that the consulting project worked with. There's a chance that you're gonna you're gonna run into these these students that you worked with on this pretty unique 
um, opportunity down the line when you are become, when you are getting involved in your industry. So I think that it is an, an exciting opportunity for our students. And I like talking about the differences there with the internship, right? It's, it's all kind of individually based and that's how you're being viewed and that's how your workload is being assessed. But if a student is more interested in either developing their teamwork and team building experience, you know, maybe these virtual consulting projects would be the right experience for them. Transitioning as we as we keep moving here, would love to hear you talk a little bit about what students can expect if they are interested in your virtual social in- impact practicums. That was a mouthful for me to to try and get through, but your virtual social impact uh, practicums. If we could just hear a little bit about that. Sure. Yes, this is one of IAU's uh, newer initiatives, and I would say that these are more comparable to consulting projects than they are to internships. How these are defined differently is that the goal is to help students make some sort of impact in the society, in this virtual society that they're working in, so in French local society or in their own society in which they're living. Because in a virtual program, nobody is together. We have found that through these virtual social impact practicums, while students are learning the content of the course that may be focused internationally, the concepts are very transferable and very translatable to their own home. I'll give you an example of, you know, one of the social impact practicums that we had last summer, where the social impact practicum was called, uh, it was a museum studies course on Islamic art. And the students worked closely with the faculty member to virtually visit these museums in France and learn about Islamic art. But attached to that was Islamic culture. And the faculty member turned to the students and allowed them to get to come up with a creative project in where they could make a social impact after you know all of this cultural learning that they did. So one of the students produced a beautiful video um, that was based in his home city, that was based in New Jersey. And what he did was he interviewed women who wore the hijab. And this was really impactful for him because he knew women in his community that were Muslim, but he didn't ever know their perspective and why they value wearing it. So he made a beautiful video that was almost like a fashion video that empowered these women to tell their stories on on how their religion is so valuable to them and and really guides a beautiful lifestyle for them. So that was one social impact practicum that we did over the summer. It was really wonderful. Um, Another one that we're hoping to run this summer is called Contemporary U.S. Diplomacy in an Age of Change from 9-11 to COVID-19. COVID-19 is something that we are all living now. The the goal of this particular class is that the the course is taught by um, somebody who used to work in the Foreign Service. So what they will be doing in this social impact practicum is they will um, provide recommendations similar to what they would do in a consulting project. Um, but he would, uh, they would provide recommendations to foreign service officers on 
um, conflicts or recommendations on how to approach conflicts related to COVID-19. This is a newer one that we haven't yet run, but again, very engaging with the aim to make an impact socially in France and beyond. It's incredibly exciting. I mean, especially as the, you know, within our nation, obviously, but even the global conversation of social impact right now is, is, is speeding up and seems to keep speeding up, you know, that this, these social impact practicums could be a perfect opportunity for our students who, who do have a passion for either impacting their community down the line or getting involved with any of the practicum I guess you would call them categories that that you all are uh, that you all are coming up with and creating. I, it, it sounds like a terrific experience, and also to kind of pair it up with, uh, or or to uh, you know to make it sound similar, right, to the virtual consulting projects uh, that we kind of talked about before. You're still you're still working with other students, is that correct? Uh, on yes. the, the yeah the social impact yes. practicum. So you're still getting that. Um, that team element uh, out of it. And it's kind of just a different, you know, a different lens of, of trying to make an impact, right? In, in sort of a different way. So definitely exciting uh, to hear about that. And it's going to be in the episode notes um, where you can find um, this information and be able to learn a little bit more. My, ne- my next question, Jessica, IAU also offers traditional online courses. Um, maybe if you would just want to talk a little bit about what options um, students have uh, in terms of those those course offerings. Great, great. And, um, you know, like we've been talking about, we, these courses have been strategically selected to complement the experience, the, the uh, practical, hand, you know, hands-on experiences that we're offering. So one of those courses that you can imagine it would be very relevant is intercultural management. So that's a course that uh, we are offering. We are also offering some conversation language classes in French. Uh, We are also offering a French culture class, which is taught in English, um, where students, of course, learn about French culture, but they do hands-on things at home, like cooking lessons. They're sent recipes and shopping lists. Um, They do intercultural exchanges in that class. We also have a uh, media and conflict class. And we also have a sports class called, um, you know, sports, uh, sports and society. So it really talks about the importance of sports um, in, in Europe, in that course as well. The students will be virtually visiting stadiums and having engagements with, with guest lectures, as with all of our classes, they'll have with guest lecturers within the sports community. Sure. Uh, you know the thing. The thing I heard from just just kind of you touching on your offerings is that a student, it's really kind of up to the student if they want to contour kind of the experiences they're getting out of IAU to what they're passionate about, right? Kind of transitions us into into some of the the final questions we have. You know, the most important question uh, that we in education abroad get, or one of the most important questions from students, right, is how much is this program going to cost, right? Maybe if you want to just talk about that a little bit, you could uh, maybe just start with the three, you know, virtual offerings and what students can expect to pay uh, with these programs. I just wanted to, you know, frame my approach in that IAU is a nonprofit organization. And as, you know, as a nonprofit organization, we really stick closely to our mission and values 
And one of our strategic initiatives is increasing accessibility. And I'll talk about accessibility with virtual programs in a minute, but of our program really is framed off of our nonprofit, you know, off of our mission, mission and vision of creating accessible opportunities. So sure. for a three credit virtual experience, the students can expect to pay um, $12.50. In comparison to other virtual experiences, students might find that this price is accessible for them. And that was really our goal. For just a little bit more, 1,800 students can earn six units. Sure. And we do have a nine credit option as well for 2350 And I would suggest students who are listening to kind of put that into perspective, right? As you're talking about credit hours and especially credit hours, right, that impact your degree, you know, that, that you're able to check off potentially electives or however this will play into your degree audit, it can be a more, a more accessible way to knock out some of the credits you're looking for within your own degree, you know, plan. So the biggest part of that is going to be as you're beginning to have these conversations, especially here early in the spring semester, it's a great time to, to be doing your research and decide what programs you might be interested in. This could be a terrific and unique way, right, for you to invest in yourself and kind of uh, uh, tailoring your education, right, to what you want to get out of it. So, um, and, and we obviously all the, the financial information is going to be listed on the Ohio State um, application page as well as on IAU's website, which we're going to chat about in a moment. But uh, just to kind of hammer this point home, I've got this question on here, you know, how many credits will students earn? It looks like um, just based on the um, experiences that each of them start at three credit hours. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had the follow-up, right? Can, can, can they participate in more than one experience? Maybe you'd like to chat about that a little bit of how maybe, uh, you know, what you, what you see uh, students that, that use your progr- programs do uh, on a general kind of basis. If they take one program, if they take more, I'm sure it varies. Yes. So um, we have had a variety of approaches from students. Our practical experiences, which are the internships, the consulting projects, and and the social impact practicums are all eight weeks long. So um, those are eight weeks and the courses are, are six weeks. So there is a little bit of a difference there, but we've had students who take only two academic virtual courses. We've had students only take, you know, we've had students only take one. We've had, you know, all sorts of combinations. We've had students do two practical experiences, which is a lot, um, sure. but it can be done. And, but I would say the most common combination is students doing a practical experience combined with one of our virtual academic courses. Sure. There's some natural pairings that I'm sure students can uh, see as they begin to do their research looking at programs. Jessica, as we just begin to wrap up, if students are interested in learning more about IAU's offerings or if they have, you know, questions that maybe they want to get in contact with someone with IAU, uh, what what would be their best course of action? Uh, Well, the first thing I would do is visit our website at www.iau.edu, or if you would like, um, if you'd like to set up an appointment with one of our admissions counselors, they are ready and eager to speak with you and talk to you more about these experiences. Uh, They can be emailed at enroll, E-N-R-O-L-L, at iau.edu. 
Perfect. Exactly what we're looking for. We're going to include um, that information in the episode notes. And obviously, just want to give a personal or a, uh, a plug for the podcast here. Um, you, you've heard his name before if you've listened to the podcast, but Charlie Gabor, our uh, podcast producer, is the Ohio State uh, contact for IAU. So if you have questions and you're interested in chatting with someone uh, from Ohio State on uh, on these programs, or even you know just trying to get in contact with the right person to answer your questions, I think Charlie would be a terrific person to get in contact with, and you can find him at his email, which is gbur.9 at osu.edu. And once again, all of this information is going to be listed in the episode notes, so you can find it there. Jessica, do you have anything else you would like to share before we wrap things up? I do, and um, I think this is, um, you know, I, I would just like to offer also a little plug for virtual experiences in general. Um, and um, virtual experiences, like I mentioned earlier, came on quickly, you know, it's, they've, they've, they've been happening before the pandemic hit, but with the, the impact of the pandemic, I think many would agree is going to be long lasting. It has impacted how organizations work, made organizations rethink how people collaborate. Um, is it in a all-in-person model? Is it in a hybrid model? And employers are going to be looking for this type of experience now, these abilities. And if students have practical experience that they can demonstrate on their resume is going to take them a long way. Um, because it's just a new skill set now, and it's not going to go away. It's only going to strengthen your students' resumes. So I would highly recommend doing this in, you know, getting a virtual professional experience in some way, because because it's think down the road it may become an expectation. Sure. And another thing I wanted to just address with virtual international programs is that sense is that accessibility. So. Virtual programs can are really can be an option for anyone. They can be an option for students who are not able to go abroad for one reason or another, whether it be family commitments or other type of commitments if they have to work in person, or students who physically can't leave the country because of immigration status. You know that's a really important thing. That sure. um, you know there are so many silver linings to to the unfortunate situation that we're in and um, the, the popularity of virtual experiences and also the broad interest from students, you know, not one group over another, but all types of students are interested in these experiences. They're not just for one type of student. They are for busy students. They are for students who perhaps didn't really have an interest in physically going abroad and, you know, let's remember that too, not that not everybody wants to go somewhere, sure. but they see the value in these intercultural experiences. So that's another population that these types of experiences are really valuable for. So I just wanted to make those little plugs no. about virtual yeah. experiences and, and the importance um, kind of in the bigger picture. And uh, another comment I wanted to make about the consulting projects and the social impact practicums is that these are um, interdisciplinary experiences. So the students who are placed together are not all business students. They're not all engineering students. 
but they're really a nice mix of all of those because students from all these academic backgrounds are bringing a variety of skill sets that together give their recommendations to organizations a lot more power because the students are able to bring so much diversity to the approach for these organizations. As an example, you know, if we have a consulting project with one of the fashion organizations and they are doing doing a product launch or a product development, you know, this product development is, is not only thinking through how it might be launched after it's developed. We have students who are working in sourcing sustainable materials and envir- assessing environmental impact as part of those approaches. So that's why we strategically try and make these interdisciplinary, you know, just so students can learn from each other and really um, get that diversity in opinions. To pull back the curtain, I, my position is housed within our College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences here at Ohio State. So you're kind of speaking my language there when, when you're talking about students from dis- different disciplines, obviously trying to get involved or, or being involved with each other through the the social impact and the consulting project um, programs. So I, I, I want to hammer a couple of the points you already made, but definitely you know, you, you referenced it at the beginning, but these virtual programs, they're not going anywhere, right? The pandemic has kind of maybe caused a jump jump start or, you know, more attention to be drawn towards them. And obviously it might be a better situation for some students now than it might be in, in a different situation. But th- these virtual programs are obviously bring value. And, you know, I'm, I'm there's a reason we're doing this little mini series right within the podcast of trying to highlight some of these uh, some of these programs, and kind of the second thing you talked about, which is resume wise, right? And we never want to just start with that as a reason for getting involved with a program like this, but fully, you know, years down the line, are looking back at this time and, and how students were investing in themselves. What a perfect opportunity, right? This summer, 2021, is as a opportunity for a student to show that they are investing in themselves in a unique way and also adapting right to the way the world is changing because we as you said we're going to see ripples of the way that the workplace has changed throughout the next through many years probably into the future as far as how many changes have been made so i appreciate you uh, talking about or talking about each of those points and especially the uh, accessibility of these virtual programs but jessica thank you so much for for joining today i i've learned a lot i think it's i've had a nice time uh, talking about iau and the different opportunities y'all have um just, just kind of as a sign-off, uh, Jessica, thank you so much for for joining us and giving us a little bit of your time here in our afternoon. You're still mid-morning uh, uh, today on a on a cold Friday in Ohio, but I'm sure it's pretty pretty nice weather out in, in California. Is that where you're based? Yes, San Diego. Terrific, yes. terrific. Um, so Jessica, thank you so much for joining. And uh, I, I actually, I'm, I'm sure that we might uh, connect in the future potentially to talk more about uh, IAU and the programs that you all have to offer. Great, thank you so much. It was a pleasure.